Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Thank you for all the amazing feedback from my last episode. It's really quite overwhelming getting all the positive feedback and people really even opening up about their own experiences. I've really enjoyed getting to know a bit more about my listeners and the amount of downloads it had on the first day was at 60. Like that's just amazing and I cannot thank you guys enough for sharing and coming on this journey with me. Now we'll jump on straight into this episode. My guest today is influencer and business owner Miss Zed. Now I came across her, we were in a discussion group together for Cosmetic Avenue. As you guys know, I'm having a surgery done soon and and we just got talking through there and I really love Miss Zed's approach to life and how she continues to level up and create her own path despite having already achieved so much. Um, I feel like we're a bit similar in that way, wanting to always do more and learn more. So I'll jump on into the episode and we'll get to know a bit more about Miss Zed. So let's jump on in, shall we? I've got here with me Miss Zed today. This is my first time really having a chat with her as well. So um, I'll hand over to her um, to tell our listeners a bit about you. What did you envision your life to look like when you were younger? And what do you think has changed from then till now? Hello. Um, Okay, good question. I feel like, um, okay, so a little bit about me. I'm a Perth gal, so I grew up on the West Coast and moved over to Melbourne about seven years ago to do my uh, post-grad in event management and then kind of was just meant to be here for like eight months and seven years later I'm still here. So yeah, it's a bit of a journey. So when I was younger, I definitely thought, you know, typical girl, I was like, I'm going to be a hairdresser, I'm going to do beauty. Never thought I'd go to uni, never thought I'd do any of that sort of stuff, just didn't interest me at all. And then I went on an exchange to Belgium, came back, did my Bachelor of Education, was a teacher for a little bit, not many people know that. Um, And, yeah, I used to teach um, little boys. So I was at an all-boys school and I was doing like year one and two. Didn't love it. You didn't like it? I didn't find it fulfilling. So I moved into marketing, PR and event management and was there for a good four years, I think. Yeah, about four years. And then fell into being an influencer and here we are three and a half years later. I'm still here. So. I guess no one really plans to do that though, do they? It kind of just happens. No, definitely not. I think it's something that it either just happens overnight or you – end up doing bits and pieces here and there and it just yeah it doesn't it's definitely I don't think there's many people that are planned saying oh I'm going to be an influence when I grow up like (laughs) well it's a hard thing to do really like I think people underestimate the amount of like effort and work that goes into being an influencer these days yeah it is there's I think when my friends, my friends, obviously friends and family know what it's like because I'm constantly like head down. They see they're just the top of my head all the time I'm on the phone. Um, but yeah, people don't realize. They think, oh, you just go post a picture and that call it a day. 
But mm. what they don't realise is that collab maybe took a month to, of negotiating, going back and forth, trying to get the right deal, trying to work out if it was the right product, if it's on brand. Then you've got to get your photographer to come and take your photos for you or do it yourself. Then you're editing it. Then you're thinking of your captions, making sure it's yeah. not too salesy. Like it's just by the time you've done that, you like six weeks has passed. <laughs> you're yeah. like, okay, great. So I have noticed that you began, well, actually, I've written down here that you began in events <laughs> management. Yeah. But obviously you began in teaching. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but how did you create like um, business because you've got your own events management business is that right yeah so I've had Bradzilla events for about seven years now and that also kind of came out of nowhere I was obsessed with flower crowns way back when and <laughs> yeah. I, could, I just couldn't find them so I was like fuck it I'm gonna make it and like we'll just call it a day and then yeah we I started making them selling them on a Facebook page <laughs> um yeah, while I was doing my event management degree and I ended up going to all these photo shoots and styling all these shoots and magazine covers and just like all these little projects that ended up going from that into event styling and then kind of blossomed from there. Yeah, it really shows that you can really fall into something that you love. Like you, everything doesn't have mm. to be planned out specifically. Not at all. Like I did not plan any of it. <laughs> Like I moved to Melbourne and I was, I did a business. Um, it wasn't a, like, I just did a business certificate while I was working. And then I was working at a mental health institution and I, yeah. that's where I fell in love with psychology. And that's why I've yeah. gone on to study psychology and stuff. Like you don't ha- always necessarily have to plan everything out. No, definitely. Yeah, it's good. It's, I think it's refreshing to like find something that you really love doing out of nowhere. Well, I think as well what a lot of people don't realise is like when you're 17 and told that you have to choose a career for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, you've no idea what you're doing. Like I thought I was going to be a hair like a hairdresser and a nail tech. Nothing wrong with that, but that's just not where I am now whatsoever. But had I not done that beauty aspect, I wouldn't know so much about beauty now coming into what I do. So it all yeah. kind of links together, but I do think, you fall into things like now I'm studying my Bachelor of Nursing because I've spent so long in clinics doing cosmetic and plastic, seeing stuff work. I'm like, I can do that. I know, I know things. Like, I can do that. I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, like, ask me 10 years ago if I was going to be a nurse, I would have literally laughed at you. There's no way yeah. I could do medicine. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's. I find it so interesting. Like um, at school, we had a teacher, and he would drill into us. Like, the, it's funny. All the people that were listening that went to my school will be like, he just said gap year, gap life, and he yeah. tried to drill oh. us. He's like, don't be gap year, straight to uni. You got to start your career straight away. And there's so many of us that didn't go to uni, but are doing such better things with our lives now, having taken even a bit of time. Like I had a gap year, and then I went to uni and did journalism. Okay. Um, I started that and it just wasn't for me. But if I hadn't have gone there, like I'm living with one of the friends that I made in that short three months that I was at uni, like I yeah. made some of the friends, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's so true. I think like, because I ended up actually going on two exchanges, one to Singapore and then one to Belgium. And yeah. the especially the one to Belgium, I was over there for a year. Mum has always said to me, you know, I sent over a child and I got back an adult. You grow so much 
because you have to fend for yourself. You have to do everything. So I couldn't, I, I think that people should do exchanges. I think it's the best thing to have a year of travel and seeing the world because often once you get back, it doesn't happen again for a lot of people. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen again for a lot of people now, either. <laughs> um, now, from a social media point of view, you have obviously quite a large following. Do you find that people treat you differently based on the numbers on your Instagram page? It depends. I feel like sometimes people will be like, oh, what's your Instagram? And I don't like to mention what I when I When someone asks me what I do for work, I just say, oh, I do online marketing. Like, I don't say like, oh, I'm an influencer because I don't know how to be that asshole. Um, and then they'll be like oh like wow you've got quite a big following but for me I just don't see it I'm like okay cool like I got so many friends (laughs) I don't know I just think like it's been growing so rapidly especially since having TikTok like my following is just almost doubled since the start of the year so that in itself is just crazy to me I said at the start of the year I'm going to hit 50k by the end of the year and now I'm halfway through the year, I've hit that. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe we can get to 100K by the end of the year. Like, how cool would that be? But, Social media yeah. is so crazy, hey? It's weird. It's a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am definitely that 22-year-old that's obsessed with TikTok. Like, I watch it all the mm. time. Same. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, <laughs> um, but I've also noticed that you're still studying, as you mentioned before, nursing. Even though you have your own business already and you're an influencer, I love that you just keep want to keep on learning and want to keep leveling up. I've mentioned before to my listeners that I tend to have a bit of a habit of doing something new all the time. Like I'm always studying. Um, I'm always like trying a new job, like more than often than not, like I've got two jobs at the same time. Um, hence like the podcast and endlessly trying to upskill what drives your desire to continuously learn more and self-evolve I think with me like I have always had the attention span of a two-year-old so <laughs> I just like shiny new things but just it's not that I get bored it's just that I I see something I'm like oh I can do that or oh I can do that and I think if you've got your finger in five different pies you if one fails oh it's fine I've got four other things going whereas if you tunnel all your energy into one thing and it doesn't work out you're like oh shit like I've just spent all this time and effort and I've got nothing in return so I mean for me like I've got four bachelor degrees so yeah it's like yeah you just I finish one and then I'm like okay what's next and yeah I don't think I'll ever use them. Like I'll never use my teaching degree. I've done psychology stuff. I'll never use that. Like there's so much stuff that I'm just like, well, that was a waste of time. But but you've obviously learned so much along the way. Like I was saying before, the stuff that I learned from my, like I think it was like Cert 3 or Cert 4 in beauty, I can now use that when I'm talking about a skincare product. And yep. it's just helped me, I don't know, like top 15 years later. <laughs> um, yep. But you never know you never know when you can upskill and use those things like it is hard to have so many things on the go but for me personally I find that if I'm not that busy I'm kind of like what am I doing what am I doing with myself yeah I even found with my housemate she just finished her first degree Mm -hmm. um in PR and as soon as she stopped studying because she went straight from high school to studying and and at the end straight away she was like I feel lost like I just want to study again gone and done like a TAFE course while working and I feel like I'm the same like always 
if I have enough spare time, I will be like, all right, what can I fill this spare time with? That's why I feel so mm. lost, like, at the moment, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I love just doing so many things at once. And like you said, if one thing fails, you've got to back up. Well, that's it. And I think as well, like, when you're young, like, I started my business, I think I was either 21 or 22, and everyone else was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And you just figure it out. Now, like, all the things that I've learned, a lot of the time, especially because I was young and had no money, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't afford five grand for a web designer. Okay, I'm going to learn how to do web design. And now... I do web design clients and design their websites for them. So it's like little things that you learn now when you're young and you have no money and you're trying to like do all of these different things that will you can use later on that will better you. Especially I think, yeah, if you're studying, you get used to that hustle of like, oh, I've got this many assignments due and I've got this timeline and I've got to just bang, 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 bang. So, I, yeah, I think it's great to be doing so many different things when you're young, especially Um, I also love your self-love approach. Like, obviously, you are great with self-love on your Instagram page and, like, your TikTok and all of your um, social medias. I really, like, I really admire it. It's something that I'm still personally working on. But I I believe in doing whatever you want to change, like, that you can manage to make yourself more confident and happy within your own body. Um, how did you fall onto this path of self-love and, like, have you ever struggled with confidence or is it something that you've kind of always been come to terms with? I was bullied so bad when I was a kid, so really? bad. Yeah, so much. I had, well, well, I still have very, very curly, like, big African hair. Um, yeah. And where I went to school, there was not a lot of coloured kids Everyone was white, straight hair. Like even my brother, my brother is pale as pale, white, yeah. <laughs> white hair, ice blue eyes. Everyone looks at me like, is she adopted? Like where did you pick her up? <laughs> and so when I grew up, it was a lot of like, why does your hair feel like wool? Why do you look like a sheep? Like just lots of shit that people used to hang on me. But that's, that's, that's kids. Doesn't make it yeah. right, but it gives you a thick skin. And then yeah. by the time I had my, like, I don't know, teen glow up, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, just, I think I just grew yeah. boobs. Um, and, <laughs> it, yeah, it just was a whole different world because I had all these girls that used to bully me to all these boys that now were like, hang on a second. And then it really fucks with you mentally because you're like, okay, well, where am I now? And looking yeah. back on it, it's funny because I've had – some of those girls that bullied me during my school are now buying my merch, commenting on my pictures, and I'm like, oh, really? Hello? But if I'd listened to it and accepted it, I think I would have really done myself some damage. And mm-hmm. I think with, like, my mum's very – she's a fashion designer. She's very creative, very, like, just do whatever. And my dad is very similar, very just, like, whatever goes, yep. goes. And I think because they both were like that, giving us the freedom to kind of express ourselves, when I came home and was like, oh, I want to get lip filler, mum was like, absolutely not. I don't think you should do that. You do that and I'll (laughs) disown you. And then I said, oh, well, I've actually already done it. And she was like, oh, it actually looks really good. I'll come with you for the next appointment. So I think like having that like flip around, I don't know, I think it's just important to be able to have someone that you can go to that accepts you and 
whether that would be a friend or whatever, it, it is hard. Like I still look at things in my body and I'm like, oh, that does not look right or oh, I could lose a bit here or I could add a bit here or like whatever it could be. But I think people have to accept you for who you are and that comes from, I mean, look, I have done years of therapy, years of trying to deal with all the things that happened to you back then and to have self-love. And I think with Instagram especially, it's such a platform of perfection that I'll make my feed quite appealing to brands and very polished, but my stories are a shit show. They're whatever, whatever's going. Like I don't care. I'll wake up, I'll roll out of bed, like just whatever. But I think that's what people appreciate is the fact that you can do both. You're going to have your moments where you look like a glamazon and you're going to have your moments where you look literally like dog's breakfast. So it's, it's like you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm just like roll out of bed. <laughs> I was filming TikToks, so that's the only reason why my hair and makeup is done. <laughs> all kept, yeah, and I was in bed watching TikToks, so you <laughs> see. Right? There you go, yeah, that's it. Now, a lot of people are touching into their creative side during lockdown, like you with your TikToks and me with the podcast. <laughs> um, I reckon it's an amazing thing. Like, I think it's a um, like a bright side to all of this at the moment. Um, do you have any advice for girls or guys who want to level up in life and maybe start their own business? I think definitely take the pressure off. Like, just. I think a lot of people think that they have to have this million-dollar business idea and it's going to go well from the get-go. Like, no, I worked for the first year, like, for free, styling, doing everything. And, like, now, like, six, seven years later, I have those models that I styled for free coming to me going, oh, we would love for you to come and do this job. It's going to pay X, Y, Z. So I think, like, just sounds weird, but lower your standards. Just Mm -hmm. make a start. I think that's the biggest thing, like you just taking the step to start it and grow as you go. It doesn't have to be 100% perfect, 100% polished because you'll never start and you'll never get anywhere with it. I started with the shittest logo. It was horrible. (laughs) It was so bad. And after about, I think it was like six months into having my business, I was like, no, I'm rebranding. I'm going to spend however long. I spent like 12 months on a rebrand. It was ridiculous. But now I've had that same logo for six years. So just little things, you know, you're going to make mistakes and you can only grow from it. I know that I've, like, with lockdown, it's been great for studying. For anyone that's wanting to go and do further with their education, now is a perfect time for that because all you can do is sit at home and study. So, you know, that's a bonus. Um, For me, I'm working on a cookbook because I get hassled about my recipes all the time. So I'm trying to work that out. You just have to find what makes you happy. I know that I'm really happy when I'm cooking and I know I get a lot of feedback when I cook. So you guys are always asking me, hey, what did you, how did you do that or what is in that and rah, rah, rah. So I'm like, okay, how can I bring this to you and self-publish a book? i got no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know the first <laughs> step. I've got to talk to dietitians. I've got to make sure I don't poison any of you like it's, I've got no, I have no idea, but that's yeah. what I'm going to go. Give it a go. If it doesn't work, well, you'll get an ebook, and hopefully that will be fun. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> on a deeper note, it takes complete courage to kind of realise where you are in life and if that place is really where you want to be. 
Um, have you ever had struggles where you've realised maybe the people that you've surrounded yourself with aren't beneficial to like where you want to be in life or had to change something dramatic for the better? Like how did you go about this? Yeah, I do find that this is a big one for me. I went to Sydney for my ex last uh, about a year and a half ago and that was an absolute worst decision I've ever made. It was mm-hmm. great for some business decisions but I had no friends. The friends that I had were in it for the wrong reasons. They were in it for the fact that I was an influencer and it really hurts your soul that little bit deeper because you're like, oh, is that all I'm good for? Like, is that all you didn't see me as a good person? You just saw me as a step up. And even moving back to Melbourne, there has been a few people that I've had to cut from my life just purely because they just wanted a step ahead. And I am, my biggest fault, I think, would definitely be the fact that I want everybody up on the same level as me. I don't want to look down. I want to look across. And to me, if you call me and say, hey, I need help with this, I'm like, okay, cool. How can I help you? How can I get you there? Because my knowledge is no good to me if I can't share it. There's no point me having that and going, okay, well, I know how to do that, but you don't. So I think like that's where I struggle a little bit is not so much with trusting people, but trusting the wrong people can be really tricky because you're like, well, I just tried to do right by you and you've just completely used me. Yeah, And it's just a feeling having someone just take advantage of you and you not even realise, you're just blindsided by it. So I think that's something that I always try to be careful of, but I don't want to be that asshole that goes around and goes, I don't trust anybody because I got hard done by by that one person (laughs) at one time. Like it's not a way to live life. Yeah, and there's no point really holding grudges because then it bottles up and you come out as an angry person and, you know, Yeah, exactly. And I will never, ever, like, I've been used and abused by other influencers, by businesses, by friends, by family. Like, it happens. But I will never go and be like, this person did this and they're an asshole because they're on their own journey. They're going through their own pain and they have to deal with that shit themselves. I can't figure out someone's problems for them. Like, you just have to take it as it is, work out what you could have done differently and try to grow from that that's literally all you can do and I think sometimes in life when you're on a high and you're doing great things and wonderful things these people from your past think oh she's great like I'll you know be a part of her life but as soon as maybe something goes wrong for you or um, you fail at something these people are never the ones that are there yeah go on ski bye yeah (laughs) yeah even with I think my life, I, when I lived back home, so I obviously live in Melbourne now and have been doing for um, almost two years, mm-hmm. at home, like, there was a time where I was really excelling, especially in high school. Like, I was one of those high achievers and I was always doing extracurricular activities, sports, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then um, a few years later, I kind of went through a low point and all these people just started dropping off my radar because, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't there at parties or I wasn't, you know, doing all these fun things that I used to do. But instead of asking, are you okay? It was like, oh, well, see ya. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. funny because when as you get older, I'm turning 30 this year, I've noticed, especially with a lot of my friends that have had kids and have got married and followed the right path, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> They all say to me, like, oh, you know, we've noticed that a lot of our friends have 
dropped off the radar now that we've had kids. They don't want to hang out with us or blah, 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 blah. And it's funny because my closest best friends all have kids. I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. It's a completely different life. But I'm still there for them at the end of the phone whenever they need. If they need me to go pick the kids up, I'll go and do it. Like I think that is it makes you really realise who is there for you genuinely through thick and thin and who is there for you just for a good time or just for whatever it may be. But that does happen as you start getting older. You finish high school and you get uni friends, your high school friends drop off. You finish uni, you get work friends, your uni friends drop off. You finish one job, go into another job and you lose those work friends and it's just like an ongoing cycle. We just put my grandma into a uh, retirement village, as she likes to call it, not a home. And she's 86 and she was saying, what if they don't like my clothes? What if I can't make friends? And I was like, you're telling me at 86, I've got to go through this bullshit again? Like, no. (laughs) That's so cute. But I feel like city people, even moving here, like a lot of people, once I have a conversation with them, they can kind of tell I'm from the country. Mm -hmm. like we're just that little bit um I wouldn't say friendlier but I feel like we're a lot more extroverted a lot of the time I would I'd say friendlier for sure I grew up in the country (laughs) (laughs) I get it I totally get it I think as well because like growing up in Perth Perth's a massive country town even in the city and everyone that I meet is always like oh Perth people are so nice and I'm like yeah, because we are literally just one big country town. Like it's not like a rat race. When I lived in Sydney, it was like, oh, I've got to get ahead of you and I'm going to step on you and you're just shit and rah, rah, rah. Whereas it's not like that so much in Melbourne and it's not so much like that in Perth as well. And the country is the same. It's like it's just a bit slower. You take the time to get to know people and learn about them and how you can help and what you can do. And I think that that's, yeah, that's just the difference between the cities. City is fast-paced. People aren't taking time to get to know things. Obviously, there's small town syndrome where you get to a stage where everyone knows everyone, everything you do gets talked about and all that kind of thing. That's why I encourage people to move away from their small towns. Yeah. But I also feel like that creates a person to become a lot more, I wouldn't say comfortable, but you kind of learn to just go, well, they're going to talk about it anyway, so I may as well do what I want. Well, that's exactly it. That's a really good way of looking at it because I think – when you're from a small town, like the town I'm from is like so teeny tiny, like it's so little, um, that everyone knows you. Everyone knows you for everything. I remember you when you were this big, like every, every single person will say the same thing to you, but it's because there's nothing else going in te- like going on. You know, this person said this about you because you did this and I'm like, oh my God, I do not miss this at all. <laughs> no. I was still back no. home there I would have started a podcast and put myself out there like this because really the only people that probably would have listened were a lot of those people in that town whereas now I've branched out made connections made new friends and in the city because there's so many more people I feel like you really get to choose your friends whereas sometimes in a small town it's kind of like well they're the people that that. are there you're like okay there's five people the same age as me we're friends maybe I'm going to be enemies with one of you but like majority we're going to be okay I get it I totally get it I was very lucky because a lot of the people that like I was friends with in school, I'm still friends with now. So you know that they're genuine friendships. But a lot of people I know sometimes have left high school and just cut all the people that they went to high school with off yeah. because it wasn't a, it was a toxic kind of environment. But I've been pretty. It's lucky. hard. It's hard with high like high school experiences. I moved around a lot. I went to like I think like five or six different schools, 
And it's really hard to make friends that are lifelong. Like my cousins have friends that they've been friends with their whole life. Their whole wedding party was their friends from primary school. And like, I just, I don't have that because we moved around a lot. So I think a lot of people, when you're coming into these like schools and you're the new kid and everyone's got their friendships, that makes it a lot harder to have that really authentic experience as well. So when you do have that opportunity to move to a bigger city, you're meeting people when you're going out, you're bumping into people. You meet, I meet so many people through social media. I meet meet you through social media, like, and it's it's such a big platform to be able to showcase yourself because sometimes you're just that little weirdo and then you'll <laughs> go into the city and you're like, okay, I'm not that weird. Everyone else is just different to me. And I think that that's what people have to be able to understand is this, you're not you're not weird. There's probably like six billion other people that are very similar to you. You just yeah. haven't experienced it. And that's why I say to people, you know, you should go on an exchange. You should go and have a gap year you should go to that club and go and have that drink because as you get older those opportunities are harder to come by it's harder yeah. to make friends it's harder to have those experiences when you're older because people are settled they've got their families they've got their lifelong friends it's just harder it's harder to make friends when you get older yeah and I've still got friends back home who were very lucky enough to find like their partner and <laughs> so vanilla is where they want to settle and start a family and that's amazing but I just I didn't find that there, so I just had to venture out and, you know, try new things. But that's, yeah. that's I think that's the difference between their journey and your journey, though. Like my best friend, she's married and she's got three little girls and they, like, um, they don't live in the country town that we went to school in, but her mum still lives there, so they go back there a lot. She loves it and, like, you know, that's her life, that's her journey. It doesn't mean that we don't get along. It's just we're on different paths. And she always yeah. respects the fact that I'm, you know, off doing this, that and whatever. Yeah. It's just different. Everyone's not made to do the same thing. I think we have this expectation that you have to get married, you have to start a family, you have to do all of these things. It's not the case. And the second that you realise you don't have to do anything is when you really start truly becoming yourself. Yeah, so um, it's kind of coming to the end of a little podcast, but um, <laughs> what have other than TikToking and studying? I think I know the answer to this question actually already. But I was going to say, what have you been up to in lockdown lately? It's like I know it's starting to drive me up the walls a little bit, but it's really also given me some downtime, which I think was needed. I had a very busy 2019, so it kind of all just like I kind of switched, um, like flipped. What is it? Flipped a switch at the start flipped of this switch. year. Flipped yeah. a switch. At the start of this year, I was like working two jobs and I thought I was in a job that I enjoyed after my last, um, like my business certificate. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't actually like this. So I stopped working full time, started studying and just worked um, like full time at a pub like because I love hospitality. So I was like, I'm just changing this up. And then COVID happened. So it like (laughs) cut me off. But um, I've been... I've heard on a podcast by Georgie Stevenson, who I also listen to a lot. She refers mm-hmm. to sections of her life in seasons. So mm-hmm. she had like a busy season and then a not so busy season. But I like to think I'm in the season for self-growth at the moment, like with studying, mm-hmm. trying to find what I enjoy, trying to find hobbies again, because I kind of lost that last year. But what season do you think you're in at the moment? I made a... I don't want to say New Year's resolution because I don't really believe in those, but let's we'll, we'll call it that for the sake okay. of it. 
We'll go with that. So I said at the start of this year, my New Year's resolution is to slow down and to not travel. And I know that sounds so dumb, but my (laughs) year usually consists of I've got to go to London for four days. I've got to go to LA for two days. I'm like, it sounds great until you actually have to do it and you're stuck on a plane for so long and you've got the jet lag and then you're there for two seconds and then you come back again. And my year this year, I had said to myself, I really want to slow down. I really want to kind of engulf myself into my studies and just kind of concentrate a little on that. Like three days in, I went to Sydney. That didn't count. So then I was like, okay, I'm only going to travel for work. And then I ended up going to Bali for work. And then I was meant to go to London. And then I was meant to go to LA and then back to Europe again. And then COVID was like, oh, my God, have I cursed everybody by saying everyone has to slow down and not travel. So sorry about that, guys. Sorry for COVID. That was was my fault. I'll take that one. Um, but it has been, it's been great because when I started studying, my uni is like 40 minute drive from me. And so I was driving, going to training in the morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock, going home, getting ready for uni, going to uni, going there for a bit, then coming back, go, doing collabs in between. I had zero time to study. And then I got to, I think we were about three or four weeks into our semester. And I was like, I've done no homework I've done nothing like I don't even know how I'm gonna pass this because I've been so flat out trying to manage two businesses got my dog back trying to you know start a new part of my business all of these things were just go 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 had a complete freak out because I was like oh my god how am I gonna do this COVID hits and I spent the next six weeks in a book which was honestly the best thing that could have happened to me because I was like, I'm not going to pass this course. And it went from I'm not going to pass to I passed with such good grades that I got a letter from the dean. So it was like just a complete rotation. And then coming into this semester, I was like, okay, so we need a tutor. We have to do that once a week. We have to make allocated time to sit down and do this and plan around my schedule in just a completely different way to still be able to do everything because I have to still do collabs, but I have to yeah. do them from there <laughs> instead <laughs> of um, trying to go to all these different places. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it it's just a reevaluation. I think you reevaluate what's important to you, what's not important to you, what you need to prioritize, and self care. It you don't realize how much like the little things. I go get my lashes done every fortnight, and I spend two hours with my lash tech who is aka my therapist yeah (laughs) and you don't you don't realize that you miss that little bit of human interaction I live by myself it's just me and my rat chihuahua and (laughs) we just I've started talking to the bloody dog like it's not good but I think yeah it happens and in this time, I've realised, okay, I really like getting my nails done. I really like going and getting my lashes done because that's just that little bit of moment where I can completely switch off, be yeah. in the moment and just enjoy having that time for myself. There's been some great products that I've been working with recently. A DIY facial kit from Luminous Skin in Melbourne was phenomenal because yeah. it meant that I could still have that home facial and that, you know, that little bit of pamper time where I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a glass of wine, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch Desperate Housewives while I have a facial. Like 
<laughs> little things like that I've just really had a great appreciation for since lockdown that I would not normally make time for it sounds so it sounds silly because obviously it's a very serious topic but for a lot of people I think it is a good time to really self-evaluate and mm-hmm. you know, take time for themselves because I know for a lot of people I feel like it was just I don't know without I sound really bad when I say this but it was the right no, time no, no. for a lot of people yeah like, no I, mean, I agree I'm running myself into the ground and then I was like I need to just slow down and like even my friends were saying you need to slow down you need to yeah. you know relax and I think it just hit at the right time and like I finally relaxed <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is, is you run yourself ragged and you don't even realize you're doing it half of the time I just yeah. knocked myself out for three days because I had a migraine and I didn't even think about it but it was a combination of I haven't had my Botox done for you know I was just I was just overdue to get my Botox done and then we have the really cold weather I've completely forgotten what it's like to have Melbourne winters because I'm not normally here for them and yeah. normally when I get my migraines it's because it's snowing it's not snowing it's just bloody cold and so yeah. I just didn't realize and then I was like oh my god I have to go and get my Botox done because otherwise I'm not going to get out of this migraine for the next however long and you just you don't realize it's just it's become such a normal habit to do the same things over and over and over again I think the other big big thing that people should be doing with this time is therapy I just I think like I have been doing a therapy program which I do two hours a week one day a week just sit down as a therapist and have a little chat about things that are going on to kind of get you out of your head because a lot of the time mental health is what really fucks you you get anxious about something or you're overwhelmed by something your finances aren't right and then a friend does something or a family member does something and you freak out and now's the time to like really bring yourself back and self-evaluate and have some time with a therapist especially now that the government have brought I think it's 20 sessions with a therapist you get now which is amazing. Really? Yeah, it used to only be 10. You put $12 billion into mental health. Which is great. Amazing. People need to accept the fact that you don't go to therapy because you're crazy. You go to therapy so you don't get crazy. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, you just need someone that is not a friend or family that is biased to say, like, what are you, like, what are you doing and why are you doing this? Think about what you're doing. And I think that is a big part of, like, how I can have so much self-love to myself is because I know that I within myself am a good person and that I can share that with other people. And I think if we can normalise something like therapy during these times, especially for men, yeah, amazing. Like, that's a huge yeah, thing. I think therapy needs to be normalised, like you said, um, mm-hmm. a lot better. I think even now, like, people are too nervous to tell other people they're going to therapy. I think... Yeah. Therapy is a really strong thing to do and I think it's something that helps people in the long run as well. Like even the other week I actually, because I hadn't worked for like two weeks, mm-hmm. I actually was coming up to a shift and it's only, like it's at Woolworths at the moment so it's a bit yeah. intense but um, obviously it's not a hard job. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked myself up so much that I didn't, I couldn't go to one of my shifts because I hadn't, 
in, I'd be in the home alone by myself for almost two weeks and I couldn't bring myself to go and interact with people. And that's when I real like the old me would have just gone mental breakdown, get into bed. But this new me, I was like, okay, like I still call in sick, which isn't a good thing and don't recommend it. But <laughs> I that time like to just, I was like, okay, I'm not feeling well. I'm really anxious because I haven't like time to FaceTime my mom. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be the same with a lot of people like so many people are even like I can't wait to go out and you know go drinking with all my friends for some people that's actually going to be a really hard thing to do overwhelming yeah so overwhelming yeah no it's crazy because you just don't realize that like I know one of my girlfriends in Perth she actually got coronavirus and she had to isolate she isolated for 14 days and then she got diagnosed on like I think it was like day 12 so it was like just before she was able to come out of her isolation and then after that you know you've got to have the time where you're sick and then you've got to have your test and then test and test and test until you I think it's three negative tests that you've got to do in a row and she ended up I think it was 37 days in isolation by herself no housemate no nothing and by the end of it she went to go for a walk just to walk around the block and she got the worst social anxiety that she burst mm-hmm. into tears and like ran back inside. She wasn't used to wearing shoes. She wasn't used to seeing other people. She wasn't used to being just outside in fresh air. Like it just freaked her out. And that is what happens is you we use self-isolation in jails and punishment. And I was gonna at the moment that. no wonder people that go yeah. in solitary confinement, no wonder yeah. they go crazy. They probably yeah. go in there normal and they come out and they're like this yeah. whole, like they've seen four white walls for however long. Like, mm-hmm. of course, they're not going to be able to interact with other people properly. And that's like, exactly it. It's like people need to realise that now is going to bring up all that childhood trauma that you've like pushed, 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 pushed down. That's all going to come up now. And what better times than to just sit and deal with it when you're just sitting at home instead of watching Netflix do something about your mental health so that when you come out of isolation, you're not a shitty human. You're not going to feel like shit. You're not going to act like shit. You're just going to be a little bit more calm and a little bit more put together. And yeah, it's only going to help yeah. in the long run. I think that's the thing is people think that there's this shame around therapy that, oh, it's so scary because you're crazy. And it's like, well, no, I'm just handling my shit. I'm just owning yeah. what my part of my life is and I think people need to do that take accountability yeah for sure and then you become more self-aware and I think that's really important yeah you know more about yourself when you go into therapy I think a lot of people try and hide stuff about themselves that they don't want to um delve into but I think it's once it's out and you like you're going to feel so much better well they say uh, like you should always be your most authentic self and I think like Obviously, there's a bit of bullshit with that because, you know, you don't always want to be 100% yourself. But why is that? Why do we know? Why do we feel that we have to be like, oh, I don't want to say something because I don't want to offend this person. I don't know. Like, we're so sensitive towards everybody else's feelings that we hurt ourselves to make someone else happy that we don't particularly need to be making happy. So I think, yeah, it's just that's a big part of being able to love and experience yourself and your life if you can kind of work out your shit, work out how to grow from it and then just relish in the fact that you're yourself, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's great to be able to say about yourself that you are being your most, like you said, most authentic self, not always because you don't always have to be, but as in like it's it would be a a good trait to be able to be 
comfortable within yourself and know that you're being who you really are and not trying to fake it like yeah see I know with my friends they're like Zilla you're really savage and I'm like yeah but I just tell you what I'm thinking like you'll know because I'll tell you but I think like a lot more people need to be more honest and a lot of the time it's not that you don't want to be honest it's you just don't want to hurt someone or you don't you're scared of their reaction but it's like if you manage things in a more authentic way there's a role that I used to teach my kids in kindy, which I think more people need to learn as an adult. But if you can't change it in five seconds, don't mention it. You yeah. can't change your weight in five seconds. Don't comment on someone's weight. Someone's got something yeah. in their teeth, tell them and they can fix it. But if yeah. they can't change it in five seconds, don't say something. Not unless that. you know them well enough. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the saying, if, you, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't like – don't let it matter. Yeah. Do you have anything that you would like to say to people out there about being confident, owning who they are, or even anyone that's thinking of starting their own business? Start. Just start. Yeah. I feel like that's all I can say is like, mm-hmm. if you've got an idea, you've got, you know, the best ideas start from the smallest, shittest things. You'll probably make 25 mistakes before you even get off the ground, but it's 25 mistakes you won't make again. Yeah. So, that's all my advice is to honestly just start go to therapy (laughs) and just do the best that you can do and if it doesn't work okay great start something different it's not the end of the world I love that yeah Yeah, so thank you for coming on you're so welcome I feel like yeah that was really really informative and I just love your whole outlook and your leveling up and hyping your own life, if you will. <laughs> I think it's great that you're doing this as well. And congratulations on your podcast because I know that that can be a really scary step into the world, um, especially online. But keep doing it because it's such a great idea that you've got and I think you'll go far with it. So keep on doing it. <laughs> I feel like it's my own kind of therapy in a way. Yeah, definitely. You'll learn you'll yep. learn about so many different people and so many different journeys. You can yep. take what you want from them. <laughs> Thank you. So that's a wrap guys on my wonderful chat with Miss Zed. I hope you guys got a lot from that. I really enjoyed speaking to her and speaking to her over the past couple of weeks has been really eye-opening. I like seeing things from a different point of view and learning about other people's journeys and what they've done to really excel in their own lives and sometimes create something from nothing and to go with the flow. So I'm really excited to share this podcast with you all. I hope you enjoy it. Again, please let me know what you think and I hope that you all can learn from my journey as well as my wonderful guests. So Make sure you hype your life and I'll talk to you in the next podcast. See ya.